Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded August 29th, 2022. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, we reflect on some of the most interesting things we saw last week in terms of charts, questions, quotes, and high-frequency data. Three big things you need to know. First, our chart of the week, inspired by our top investor question, highlights how the Russell 2000 has been able to establish major bottoms in past periods of extreme economic stress, about three to six months before EPS forecasts started to turn positive again. This time has been different, however, as small cap earnings revisions actually turned positive a few months ahead of the June low in the Russell 2000 itself. Second, political polling data, midterm betting markets, and recent political news flow continue to highlight a shift in momentum back in Democrats' favor, a growing headache for the stock market in the near term. And third, stock market valuations improved after Friday's Jackson Hole sell-off, but don't look cheap yet. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms. Now the details. Starting with takeaway number one, as we get deeper into the back half of the year, investors need to keep a close eye on small cap earnings revision trends, not just large cap earnings revision trends. Last week, we highlighted how the S&P 500 tends to put in major bottoms during periods of extreme economic stress several months before sell-side earnings estimate revisions turn positive again. Our chart of the week addresses a question we received about whether patterns have been similar for the Russell 2000. We found essentially that the takeaways are the same, at least looking back historically. Over the past few decades, the Russell 2000 put in major bottoms in September 01, October 02, March 09, September 2011, February 2016, December 2018, and March 2020. But Russell 2000 sell-side EPS estimate revisions did not return to positive territory or the 50% mark until February 02, May 03, June 09, April 2012, May 2016, May 2019, and July 2020, essentially a three to six month lead. What's really interesting though is that 2022 does look a little bit different this time. The percent of Russell 2000 sell-side EPS estimate revisions actually returned to positive territory back in April of 2022, a few months before the June 2022 year-to-date low on both the Russell 2000 and the S&P 500. Small caps are usually an important barometer for the broader market in challenging times, and that remains true today. Moving on to takeaway number two, the midterms are a growing headache for the stock market. U.S. equity investors were anticipating a strong showing for Republicans in the midterms as the summer got underway, which contributed to the summer rally in the market. But the risk to the consensus narrative around the midterms has continued to mount. Biden's approval rating has continued to rise as gas prices have continued to come down. The generic congressional ballot continues to slightly favor Democrats, which is a recent shift. And the betting markets for the midterm races, which recently flipped back in favor of the Democrats for the Senate by a very slight margin, are now also starting to show a pickup in expectations for the Democrats in the House. Political news flow has also continued to trend favorably for the Democrats over the past week, with Biden's plan to cancel some student debt, which may invigorate Democratic voters, and the results of the New York 19 special election for Congress. The latter is a district that some election watchers have viewed as a national bellwether, given that it was won by Obama, Trump, and Biden in the last three presidential contests. 
Last week, the Democratic candidate not only won, but at least according to Politico, outperformed Biden. Politico also reports that major nonpartisan election forecasters are starting to adjust their forecasts for the midterms and are talking about how the red wave looks more like a red ripple. Our base case remains that Republicans will take at least one chamber of Congress this fall, a positive development for the stock market since Democratic presidencies and split or Republican-led Congresses tend to be accompanied by some of the strongest stock market returns historically. But the shift in momentum seems strong enough to unsettle markets in the short term, or at least postpone any further meaningful recovery in stocks until later in the year, in line with the more typical trading of stocks in midterm election years. We'll wrap up with takeaway number three. S&P 500 valuations improved after Friday's Jackson Hole sell-off, but don't look cheap yet. We got an earful about how the S&P 500 lost its valuation appeal in this summer's rally in our early and mid-August investor meetings. After Friday's big sell-off, the S&P 500 was a little below its long-term average on trailing P.E., about 19.2 times, as well as on forward P.E. using consensus forecasts for 2022 and 2023 EPS. Those stats were at 17.8 and 16.7 times. Using RBC forecasts for 2022 and 2023, which are a bit below consensus, the multiples are coming in at around 19 or 19.1 times on a forward basis. Those numbers are obviously well above average, but it's worth noting that they're still well below the peaks of the past few years. With uncertainty about the earnings outlook still swirling, what happened on Friday partially chips away at investors' valuations concerns, but doesn't erase them. Something we do take more comfort in is that the Russell 2000's forward P.E. remains well below average. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of equity analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.